بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المعجز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور وقال الله عز وجل اعلموا أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب ولهو وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد وقال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام نعمتان مغبون فيهما كثير من الناس الصحة والفراغ صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته جماعة المسلمين respected brothers and sisters in Islam Allah سبحانه وتعالى has given us the tawfiq on the day of Jumu'ah to be present in the masjid the Eid of the week the scholars have deliberated on the virtue of Jumu'ah in comparison to the other virtuous days to such an extent that reciting salawat and salutation upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this particular day it results in multitudes of reward and benefit in dunya and akhirah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith that person who recites salawat 1,000 times on the day of Jumu'ah, he will not leave this world until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to see his abode in Jannah before he dies. May Allah give us tawfiq to maximize and take advantage of the time that we have, especially during this time of the year. This is the time of the year in which we have free time and generally in our community and society there is excess wealth which has been saved perhaps to spend during this time on the family and during the holiday and there is free time and there's also peer pressure especially with regards to the temptations for men and women and especially the youth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as human beings the bounty of time in fact in Arabic a human being is called insan and time is called Zaman, it's called Asr, it's called Dahr, various words used in the Quran to describe time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the being who has created time, space, matter, direction, and he has created us within this realm in which we are confined and restricted to time. So the life of a human being is intertwined with time. It is the capital which we require to live successfully in this dunya, as well as preparing for the life in the Akhirah. This is why in the Quran, in Surah Al-Dahr, there's a surah which we normally recite in Salatul Fajr on the day of Jumu'ah. It is Sunnah in the second rak'ah, Surah Al-Dahr. Dahr means time, and a prolonged period of time. And another name for that same surah is Surah Al-Insan, the surah of Insan, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses us to try and impress upon us to acknowledge and understand the importance and significance of time in our existence in this temporary realm of this world. We are living in this temporary world, heading towards a realm in which there will not be a restriction of time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا 
Has not a time passed in the existence of this individual, this human being, in which he was not even thought about, he was not discussed or mentioned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah has created this human being from a drop of mixed fluid, nabtalihi, and he will be tested. Allah says, Nabtalihi, we will test him. Fajalnahu Samiam Basira. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We made this human being Samir and Basir. Samir means blessed with the faculty of hearing. And Basir, blessed with the faculty of observing and seeing. Inna hadayna sabil. Most certainly we have guided him to the path. There's a way in front of us. Imma shakira wa imma kafura. Either it will be a path that will be treaded by this individual, one of gratitude and obedience to Allah, or it will be a path of ingratitude and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why in the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by time in the Surah Al-Asr, Wal-Asr, Inna al-Insana lafi khusr, the surah regarding which Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, one of the great illustrious imams of Islam, stated that if this was the only surah to be revealed in the Quran, it would have been sufficient to guide a person to salvation in the Akhirah. Wal-Asr, the oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on time, Inna al-insana lafi khusr, most certainly insan is at a loss. The word khusr in Arabic refers to a loss which a person suffers in his business. So losing out in time and not maximizing this opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an individual is khusran and it is failure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore tells us He gives a similitude of our life to that of business. Because the loss of time, and in fact the English saying goes, time is money. But in Islam we, we believe that time is much more valuable than money. Because time is that which we require to invest in the everlasting akhirah. This short life, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the comparison and the similitude of the life of this world in comparison to the everlasting life of the Akhirah illa mithlu ma except Rasulullah says like a person he places his finger in the, in the river or in the water see with how much he comes back what is the comparison of the moisture on his finger in comparison to the, the volume of water in, in the ocean this is the life of the dunya in comparison to the akhirah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has then given us the remedy and the solution with regards to how we should live this life. It doesn't matter how long we live in this world. In comparison, can you imagine a life of perpetual either happiness or disgrace and humility and difficulty? And some of the ulama give a beautiful example. This place here, this town is called Houghton. Okay, and we're all present at this time. There are people living here. There's a community here, alhamdulillah. One day, inshallah, we will all be with our families in the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with Rasulullah in Jannah, inshallah. And a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, twenty thousand years will pass. And one day, one of the brothers here sitting will wake up next to his spouse and they'll say, hey, remember there was a place called Houghton? Can we imagine how insignificant that small memory is in comparison to the vastness of the akhirah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Sometimes we can't, and as husbands, we can't remember our wedding anniversaries. How will a person remember some insignificant things that happen in this world? 
Yet in this small, insignificant, short life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the duty and responsibility to take advantage of this time. The ayah I recited before you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala illustrates and tells us the stages in which this time passes in our life. There's a phase of playing and a joyful state of our childhood. And then as we grow older, there is a bit more serious engagement in our studies and our responsibilities, yet there is trivial pursuits as well. But in every phase, the person or the human being regards that to be the ultimate of his life. A child is not bothered about his father's degree. He's not bothered so much about how big the house is. He wants his toys. He requires the things which apply to his life. And to him, that's the ultimate. But as he grows out of that stage, he moves into the next phase. Now he needs to adorn himself. He needs to ensure that he, because he's into the phase of his teens. So Allah says, وَزِينَةٌ Now he's moving into the stage of zina, of beauty, adornment and beautification. So he needs to see that his hair is right, his clothing is, is appropriate for whatever occasion or function he's attending. And that becomes the focus of the life of this young boy or girl. But as they move along, they realize that there are more responsibilities. So they come out of that phase and they realize that that was just a delusion. That was just a deception. It was just a mistake in my process of thinking. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the verse which I recited. The life of this world is nothing but goods of deception. Mata' in Arabic means... One of the Mufassirin, the commentators of the Qur'an, he was preparing the commentary of Qur'an, but he needed to find the, the, the exact root word or the usage of a particular word. One of the words he couldn't find was the word mata'. What is the actual meaning of mata'? That this dunya is mata'. If we loosely translate it in English, it's like goods. Mata' means goods. So he traveled to a, a village, and he saw there were three words he was looking for. One was mata', the other was raqim, in which comes in Surah Al-Kahf, Ashab Al-Kahf Wal-Raqeem. And the third word was Tabaraka. Tabaraka means to be in control. So he was trying to find how these words are normally used by the pure Arabs, the Bedouins, who speak the Fusha and the pure classical Arabic. So he goes to this village and he sees uh, a dog running, running into the house and it comes out with a, with a dirty rag in its mouth. It runs away. And it sits on an elevated place looking at the house that nobody is chasing it. And then he sees a boy coming out of the house and calling his mother. And he says, Ya Ummah, Ja al Raqim, wa akhad al Mata' wa tabarak ala sakhra. All three words he was looking for, he found in one sentence of the, of the of young boy. Ja al Raqim, the dog came. So Raqim, one of the meanings of Raqim, as the Mufassirin have variant opinions on it, is the dog, which is mentioned in Surah Al Kahf. And he took the mata'. What was the mata'? Mata' is that piece, the dirty cloth, which is used to clean the oven and the utensils. And that word Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for the dunya. But when we say dunya, respected brothers, it doesn't mean merely a simplistic way of understanding just wealth and having comfort. That is not dunya. Dunya, what is referred to dunya in sharia, is the things of this life which deludes a person into assuming that he will live forever in this world. If merely having wealth or merely possessing some comfort from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was dunya which is despised, then Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam would not have been blessed with it by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the dunya which is 
The dunya in Arabic, dunya means something which is close. So shaitan tries to make it close. And dana yadunu dunuwun means something which is actually far, but it is presented close to the, the vision of the person, the observer. So shaitan brings that in front of us in order for us to become oblivious of, of the akhirah towards which we are heading. The akhirah is the ajal. The word for, for the day of qiyamah or the life we are heading towards is called ajila. Ajal means that moment which everybody has to step onto into, uh, to enter into akhirah. Inna ajalallahi idha ja'ala yu'akhar. When that moment comes at fixed time, when we have to step out of this world into the world of the akhirah, la yu'akhar. It will not be delayed in any way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this time in this world. It is something which is to be used in this dunya. If it is used for halal, and it is used in a way pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is an investment in the akhirah. It is a means of bliss in this world as well as in the akhirah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, اغتنم خمساً قبل خمساً Take advantage and benefit from five things or five conditions, circumstances before five. And I will briefly run through them because time is at a premium. شبابك قبل هرمك Take advantage and maximize the advantage of your youth and the benefit of youth before old age. And that person who inculcates and develops good qualities in his youth, in old age when he is unable to do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses him with the reward of that same good deeds that were practiced in his youth. And take advantage of the good health that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you before sickness overcomes. Because when a person is unable to do what he was doing in his health, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even in old age, would reward him according to the adah and the habit. And some of the ulama very beautifully say, even if you intend now to develop a habit of a good action, whether it be charity, whether it be recitation of Quran, salawat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, based on your intention, if you did it now, it is counted as the commencing of a habit. So therefore, if you are unable to do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still reward the individual with the thawab of an ada of a good deed, a habit of a good deed. وَغِنَاكَ قَبْلَ فَقْرِكَ The wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed an individual with, take advantage and maximize, invest that in the akhirah, in the business of the akhirah, in whichever way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed, before a person is tested with poverty and destitution. وَفَرَاغَكَ قَبْلَ شُغْلِكَ And that which applies to us now, in your free time, take advantage of the free time, before a person becomes engaged and engrossed with various tests from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَحَيَاتَكَ قَبْلَ مَوْتِكَ وَحَيَاتَكَ قَبْلَ مَوْتِكَ And the life before, before death. There is an anecdote which has been stated by Imam Jalaluddin al-Rumi. These anecdotes generally, uh, people read them to their children to give them points of wisdom and hikmah. And it might seem uh, trivial to some when I quote it to you, but inshallah, there might be a lesson that we can derive from it. Imam Jalaluddin al-Rumi rahimahullah states that there was this man who he had a parrot that he was very fond of. And he used to interact and talk with this parrot. It's a hypothetical story, so don't take me to task for mentioning this in the talk. So one day he was about to undertake a journey, and he told the parrot, okay, I'm about to go somewhere. Is there anything I can do for you? Can I get something for you? So the parrot says, yes. If you come across any birds and parrots that look like me, then give them my salam. So he says, okay, that's not much of a, of a task. And he undertakes his journey and he goes. While he's traveling along the road outside the city, 
close to the village, he sees on a, on a particular tree two or three of a similar type of the parrot that he owns, which he has in his cage at home. So he goes past these parrots and he greets them. And they respond and he says that I have a parrot just like you in a cage at home. And he said, when I meet someone like him, I should convey his salam. So as soon as he said that, these parrots fell down and they died. Now everybody's thinking, is Marana talking in the Jumu'ah talk? Well, it is a holiday season, so we're taking it a bit easy, inshallah. So when, now he was shocked. Any case, he completed his journey, he goes back home, and very excited and confused, he addresses his parrot and he says, you know, I met some parrots that might have been a similar type as you. So he said, what did they say? He said, I was shocked because I conveyed your salam and they died. When he said that, his parrot died. So now he's even more perplexed. So he's sad and sobbing, so he opens the cage, he takes the parrot out and he goes outside to prepare the grave to bury the parrot. And then the parrot jumps up and flies and sits on the tree. So he said, what is this deception? And Mawana Jalaluddin Rumi rahimahullah says, the hikmah and the, the lesson behind this is, the reply of the parrot. He says, that when I sent salam to them, I was actually asking for advice on how I can get out of this cage. Because they are free. If you're seeing them outside, they're free. And by them falling down, pretending to die, the reply to me was, if you want to be free, you need to learn how to die. If you want to be free in this world, the message is that we have to be prepared to die. And I pretended to die, and that resulted in my freedom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us freedom, inshallah. Freedom within our hearts. Freedom from the stress and difficulties that we are experiencing as a community, as individuals, as the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when we focus on the akhirah, and we regard the akhirah to be everything, and we prepare via death to get to the akhirah, inshallah we'll be free from all the anxiety and stress that we are experiencing in this dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq to spend our time fruitfully, inshallah. In the next few days we are free. There is no harm in spending time. Let us at least try to spend time with our children, grandchildren, and our families in a way that is interactive with them. Not everybody is sitting with their own devices and, and gadgets. Rasulullah sallallahu played with his grandchildren, Sayyidina Hassan and Hussein radiallahu anhumah. They would jump on his back. They would, he would stand in front of them and they would run, race towards him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would practically engage. In fact, the Sahaba were amazed as he was scrolling with them one day on, his, on, on all fours. And they said, Ni'mal jamal jamalukuma, what a beautiful conveyance you have. Hassan and Hussein. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled and he said, Wa ni'mal raqibani huma. And how beautiful the two riders are. So we should spend time with our family. It is not contrary to Sharia to, to relax. In fact, Ibn Hajar al-Makki, the Shafi'i scholar says that people should, under, if they undertake a journey, uh, to, with the intention of izalatul kuduratil bashariya, to get rid of the rust that has been accumulated throughout the year, that is also a, perm a permissible journey on condition that there are no haram activities uh, related to that journey. So we need to be cautious with that as well because at this time of the year we have the spiritual danger also and there's physical danger. So some parts of our country like Joburg there's more physical danger and the coastal areas might be high fitness zones. So we need to be cautious and ensure that we take the necessary precaution that when we are spending time inshallah it should be within the confines and the limits of sharia and prepare ourselves with a determination for the next year inshallah that we will exert ourselves to increase 
in our occupation to acquire halal rizq and also increase our efforts in acquiring the knowledge of deen and preparing our akhirah insha'Allah. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله Alhamdulillah, 
وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله كما أمركم بذلكم ربكم قال الله تعالى يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم إن زلزلة الساعة شيء عظيم أيها الأحباب في الله تبارك وتعالى إن المرحلة التي نمر بها من جملة المراحل التي تحمل أنواعاً من الفتن الصماء العمياء الدهماء ومع ذلك ففيها كما كان فيما قبلها ويكون فيما بعدها نور مضيء لمن أراد أن يستضيء ومن استضاء به علم كيف يعامل ربه في الشؤون وكيف يتعامل مع تلك الحوادث في الظهور والبطون ومنها ما جاء في رواية الإمام أحمد وأبي داود والحاكم بن ماجة والبيهقي عنه عليه الصلاة والسلام إن بين يدي الساعة فتناً كقطع الليل المظلم يصبح الرجل فيها مؤمناً ويمسي كافراً ويمسي مؤمناً ويصبح كافراً القاعد فيها خير من القائم والقائم فيها خير من الماشي والماشي فيها خير من الساعي فكسروا قسيكم وقطعوا أوتاركم واضربوا سيوفكم بالحجارة فإن دخل على أحد منكم بيته فليكن كخير ابن آدم وزاد أحمد أبو داود قالوا فما تأمرنا قال كونوا أحلاس, بيوت أحلاس بيوتكم وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام ستكون فتنة صماء بكماء عمياء من أشرف لها استشرفت له فقابل أيها المسلم ما تسمع من كلام نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالسمع والطاعة والامتثال حتى لا تقع في فتنة الزمان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وأطيعوا وأنفقوا خيرا لأنفسكم ومن يوق شح نفسه فأولئك هم المفلحون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآي والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله واعلموا أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمرنا بأمر عظيم أمرنا بالصلاة والسلام على نبيه الكريم فقال عز وجل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وزِد وبارِك وتحنَّن وترحَّم على حبيبنا وسيِّدنا محمد طبِّ القلوب ودوائِها وعافِيَة الأبدان وشفائِها ونور الأبصار وضيائِها 
وعلى آله وأصحابه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين خصوصاً على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي رضي الله عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين والأئمة الأربعة المجتهدين أبي حنيفة ومالك والشافعي وابن حنبلي وسادات علمائنا المحققين وعنا معهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وارضى عنا وتقبل منا وأدخلنا الجنة ونجنا من النار وأصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك واستر عوراتنا وآمن روعاتنا وأرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي أعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله Allahu Akbar. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى 
فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية؟ وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما 
أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله لمن حمده السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم أنت السلام منك السلام تبارك هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم أنبت أولادنا في الإسلام نباتا حسنا وجعلهم من الأبرار والمتقين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك فعلمنا ما جهلنا وذكرنا ما نسينا وزدنا علما ونعوذ بك من حال أهل النار وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين